I know I got a deal locked up about a month ago, just made 30K. It was off cold calling, but we just had chemistry. We've been talking for a while, met him finally. We just got more chemistry. I pulled the price out of him. So I think, you know, you said to ask them the right questions. I like wholesale. I like helping out people. You're helping out sellers. You're giving them a second chance. Plus you're giving buyers something. You're helping the economy. It's a great industry. It's awesome. I love it. The Deal Machine REI Podcast. Everything you need to know to get started in real estate investing. I'm in my car. Actually, actually just got done looking at a property from one of your pieces of mail. So I'm actually up in North Kansas City right now. So I'm actually in my car to CVS because my flashlight, the batteries ran out. So I had to get some new batteries. So I'm actually up in North oh. Kansas City right now. This is perfect. Let's just yeah. keep rolling. Now, okay. what uh... – yeah, tell me about why you needed a flashlight to go in that property. Well, it's vacant. There's no electricity, and there was a basement. And I mean, there's some light right now, obviously, but in case I can't see anything, I just have a flashlight. You know, it's also protection in case you have any squatters. You know, I know some Taekwondo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just mess with me. You're using the mag light. Wind. Exactly. He says a weapon too. You know what I mean? Just swap, swap. <laughs> that was good. Uh, so, Cody, what do you look for in a basement? Why would you go to the basement? Oh man, foundation situations, anything. If there's any type of like, you know, the HVAC, water heater, possibly squatters. So far, I've been just for two years. I haven't ran into any squatters, but you just never know. So just trying to see what's down in the basement, man. People under the stairs, that old movie, you know, you just never know, bro. Mm. Right. <laughs> now, do you think that you'd actually buy this house? Yeah, we'd like to. Um, I talked to him. He wants like 90. I think we have to be more at 70. He has other people offer him, you know, offers as well. So I may have to kind of get more out of him to get the offer. But yeah, we'd like it. It's in North Kansas City. It's a great area. So yeah, we would definitely like to pick it up. Okay. Well, what did it feel like when he gave you a call? It felt great. He called me, I guess, about an hour ago. He's like, hey, this is so-and-so. The property is for sale. I was like, yes. And he's like, here's the address. Uh, I had some people in there. They moved out. I just want to sell it. I'm 80 years old, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of motivation there. So, yeah, we just got to get to the right price. Hopefully, we can get something going, but there's always competition. So I just need to pull more out of him so I can get the price and then hopefully lock it up. Well, what do you mean pull more out of him? Pull more. I mean, motivation. See what his mo – I mean, because he says he's getting older, but there's always something more there. Just kind of get more out of him. Just ask more questions. How do you build rapport? Because yeah. I was telling Ryan this, the last two calls that I had with sellers, uh -huh. they just totally bypassed the question that was meant to extract the pain, see what's really going on there, right? So yeah. I felt yeah. like I didn't have enough rapport built. What are, what are some ways that you build that rapport so that you can learn what that is? I would try to meet with them face-to-face -face if you can. And then once you meet him face to face, you can probably pull more out of them. I mean, some people you're just not going to have chemistry with. Some you do, you know, and I feel like, you know, just some people you can just meet right away and just have that chemistry. I know I got a deal locked up about a month ago, just made 30K. It was off cold calling, but we just had chemistry. We've been talking for a while, met him finally. We just got more chemistry. I pulled the price out of them. So I think, you know, you said to ask them the right questions. I'm in the TTP program. So you have to ask them, obviously, the status of the property, the timeline, and you just I mean, just keep asking questions. Just try to be pleasant. Every time they talk with you, you know, respond like, yeah, okay, I got you. Okay. And just try to build more rapport that way. If you can't over the phone, just try to meet him face to face and then go from there. That's what I do. I love it, man. And congrats on $30,000. Thanks, bro. That's my biggest one so far. Yeah. I mean, usually I make about eight to 10, which is still good, but that was 30. So that was good. That was a good deal. Why do you think you made so much more on that one? Uh, it was in a good area. Um, the spread was just higher. I think the ARV was like 380, got locked up for 170. 
sold it for two two thirty, but I did a JV, so we made thirty and thirty. Because this guy, he had a buyer that liked to buy in that area, and he would buy higher because he just likes nice houses. So it's all about squatting Whoa, up. Right? These days, it's all about squatting up. That's amazing. Thirty k. Okay, okay, so okay. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, love that that was your biggest one, man. And congrats. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Let, let's rewind a little bit and talk about like in 60 seconds, like who are you and yeah. how did you get into real estate investing? Yeah. So I'm out here in Kansas City. I was uh, door knocking for Comcast, Xfinity, and then COVID happened. So I went to an inside call center position where I had to sit down for eight hours and I could not sit down. So I did two wholesale deals. I think I did three or four from cold calling and direct mail about two years ago. And then I cast up my 401k and had like 50,000 saved up. Like, hey, this will last me a year and a half if I did nothing, but I'm obviously going to start doing this. So I went into cold calling for a little bit, stopped doing direct mail, and then I got into blast texting. And then I'm back in direct mail, so I'm doing all three because I don't want to leave no stone unturned. But I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, went to a real estate seminar. They were charged like 15, 20K to do wholesale. I'm like, that seems a little bit high. It might be worth it, but it just seems too high. Then I found TTP, and that's how I basically got into it. So. Got it. And TTP stands for talk to people. It's a program for helping people learn how to cold call and find really amazing off-market real estate deals that you can wholesale and make $30,000 on. Now, one thing you said was you actually, you, you were working for Comcast and Ryan used to work for a telecommunications company too. And so that's why I pointed my finger. I was like, Ooh, this is very similar. Why did you, did you say you didn't like standing or you didn't like sitting down? I didn't, well, so I like knocking doors, but then when COVID happened, they took me out of that. And then I had to sit down for eight hours and answer a phone. I don't like to sit down. I got to move. So that's why I love driving for dollars. So like I will do Uber Eats in the mornings and I'll have on my deal machine app. And then while I'm picking up food and if I drop it off, hmm, I like the house. Then I'll add, you know, the actual lead. I'll also screenshot the area. Then I'll drive back after I do Uber Eats. And I'll drive that area for maybe one or two hours, come back, cold call, blast text and direct mail. Then I'll go back out in the evenings, do the same thing and all day on the weekends too. So I'll make it easily five, 600 bucks extra on like each week. Put that back on my credit card, then I'll use that for my marketing. It's simple. It's That's amazing. amazing. So you see, but I'm always moving. I'm always moving. Many, I have to move. Yeah. How many are you adding a week? Well, so I was using batch leads for a minute, and I and I've been doing, I've been going off of that, I've been sending those leads out. But I'd say I'll probably easily add probably two to three hundred a week, if not more, maybe five. Yeah. And what yeah. are you finding? uh in in kansas city i've always had a hard time in kansas city okay um and probably just because i our our model is very uh boots on the ground we're gotcha. we're driving for dollars we're door knocking but okay. our market's really small versus yeah. kansas city is, is huge you know right. i mean there's right. it's it's big it's spread out uh -huh. so out of that 300 250 300 how many leads do you get out of that how many how many call-ins or how many so, responses do you get out of that i'll be honest with you i'm a one-man show i'm not the best at judging kpis i just send out a butt ton or a buttload and then i'll get what i get i need to get better at that so i've been doing more direct mm -hmm. mail this year so i actually i just started direct mail i think again maybe two months ago and i got two deals locked up one for nine one for four those are closing i think here in a couple weeks so, I mean, I'm all about abundance. You know, I don't think in no scarcity mindset. There's always stuff out there. I mean, Kansas City's got to be at least, if you look at just Kansas City alone, it's probably half a million. And then all the counties around is probably be at least close to a million, if not maybe like a million and a half. 
So, yeah. I mean, so far with direct mail, like I said, I've been doing it for two months. I just started doing that again. I got two deals. So I want to say, I, don't, I mean, to be honest, man, I don't know. But I mean, that seems like the previous, because I think I've sent out probably close to 10,000. But I think I sent out the last few thousand after I got those two deals locked up. And then I about had another deal, but some guy got me with another price. But this one I'm about to get locked up. So I know I'm kind of rambling here. So, but I'm trying to adjust my, yeah, I don't know how, how to adjust my KPIs. I'll be honest with you. I'll split to that's that. okay. Sorry. That's okay. We'll break it down easily. So yeah. you, you said you sent 10,000 mail pieces or you found 10,000 rundown homes? Well, so I get first, I started going through direct mail again, driving. Yeah, driving old routes, and then I started using some of my batch-driven uh, leads or the batch-driven list. I started sending those out, so I think I had close to ten thousand, maybe a little bit more. But like I said, I first the first couple months before I did that from batch-driven, I was just going through old neighborhoods again. I started doing direct mail, and I got those two. So I don't know, maybe I got those two hits probably out of maybe close to a thousand, maybe a little bit less. So I want to say that's pretty good. No, decent. Right. Yeah. 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 So do, are you sending the mail? Are, are you sending contact multiple times, whether it is your door knocking or sent or mailing or? Yeah. So I don't really door knock contact. too much. I mean, if I'm driving the neighborhood and the house looks crappy, I'll go up and knock it. If I see your car, you know, and I'll ask them if they want to sell. Sorry, my windows down. I apologize. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll just drive through a neighborhood, add the lead, send it out. And then I'll just keep sending them until they tell me to take them off their list or take me, yeah, take them off my list. Got it. And how many deals have you done so far? So with direct mail, I got two that I'm about to close on. Yeah, That's amazing. I started that two months ago. So like I said, 2020, I started a little bit. I think I got two or three leads, but then I went back to cold calling. And now I'm doing cold calling blast text with direct mail. Yeah. Talk to me about when Comcast actually shut down their door knocking and put you inside at a call center. Like how... That must have felt terrible to you that you made such a big decision to totally quit your job, have no income, and try something brand new that you've never done before. Tell me, like, how did that feel? Dude, well, I mean, it's just me, and I've never really, you know, I guess, dealt well with a normal job, a normal life. I always wanted to do something. I finally found something that made some sense to me. So I was doing a couple wholesale deals, and then I also just had some money saved up. And I was like, you know, if I cash up my 401k, I'll have like 50k saved up. I'm just going to do this because it was just driving me insane. It was like prison because we had to take our computers home. I just sit like in my house all day for eight hours. I just couldn't do it. It was just driving me insane. Like I got to move. I got to mm -hmm. do something. I hate people dictating my, my fate, my future. You know? mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm just going to do this. I'm ready for this. What drew you, started, what, what was the interest point into getting either wholesale or real estate? What was, what drew you into those two things? Well, so, I mean, real estate, I feel like anybody can do wholesale is just simple, but you just got to work at it. You know what I mean? Wholesale yeah. is just so easy because I'm kind of a, like for me, I guess on that disc test, I'm more of a red. I like just to get in, get out. Wholesale, you just get in, get out, get a quick deal, make a quick 10, 15, 20K, then you're out, find the next deal. Eventually, I want to build a team, get into more probably buying holds, fix some flips maybe, but it's like wholesale is just so easy. It's just simple. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. anybody can and do it's it. It's the thrill of the sale. Exactly. If you if you're used to doing door knocking for a cable company, that's what always got me. Is I love I did it with Foot Locker. I love the thrill of a sale. I love going and uh, talking to someone about a product. It was always fun, and that's what drew me into to wholesale. I did. I mean, we had rental properties, but it wasn't like. Uh, it was very like 
you can't even say passive. I didn't even pay any attention to them. Like they were just there. They were whatever. If there was a maintenance request, fill me in later, send me an invoice, whatever. But wholesale, it was like, wait, you actually got to get it under contract and then you got to go and sell it. And that process for guys like you and for guys like me who enjoy having that face-to-face interaction, trying to trying to work with a seller on on a something they want to get rid of, but then matching that to a investor who wants a distressed property. So talk about going going for you, you kind of went I, I guess you, you kind of went right into it. So how did you find your first buyer? Uh, so I actually JV'd with a guy. I was looking into another mentorship for a minute. It wasn't with Brent, but he was actually down in Springfield, which is also Missouri. It's probably three hours away. He's like, dude, I like Kansas City. I want to kind of get some, you know, boots on the ground. How about we work together and see what we can do? I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Got a deal locked up from cold calling. And then he found a buyer. We made a quick 9K, so I made a quick 4000 on that. Then we did another one. Actually, we did three together. We did another one. I think we made... I think it was four Ks, so made two K. Then we made another one off my chiropractor, gave me a referral. So I told him what I was doing, talking about being loud. Made 20 K on that one. JV, that one made 10. And then I, yeah, so that I had some money saved up, plus those cash my 401k, and I just went for it. I'm not a real anal, anal, analytical guy. I just go for stuff. Yeah. So, sometimes it works for me, sometimes it doesn't. I used to be pretty spontaneous. I've kind of worked on it a little bit, but like I'll just go for it. If it works, I'm going to go for it. So, yeah, I like wholesale. I like helping out people. You're helping out sellers. You're giving them a second chance. Plus, you're giving buyers something. You're helping the economy. You're probably employing 25, 30 people, if not more. It's a great industry. It's awesome. I love it. That's amazing. And I love how you actually uh, started working at Uber Eats so that you could pay for the marketing that you're doing yeah. and kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, plus so you're driving around looking. Yeah. yeah, you're looking for rundown houses. You're, you're going on new routes because mm-hmm. of the delivery. Mm-hmm. And so you're making $500 a week, you said, right? Yeah, I made an extra, actually 30000 I think, last year with tax. I think I made like 21 or 22 just by doing that. Literally 25, 30 hours a week. It's just absolutely genius because mm-hmm. you're also getting out there to learn the neighborhoods yeah. and to see the houses that are run down, yeah. building that list that you can't buy sitting at your computer. Exactly. You actually have to go out there and find the rundown houses. Mm-hmm. And some of these guys were like, yeah, I actually have thought about selling. How'd you know? I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm just in the neighborhood and just thought I'd give you guys a call. It's like those people, I mean, some, I mean, some of them are on the same list, but some of them are not. So it's kind of 50-50, maybe a little bit less. I mean, you can still hit up those lists, but again, driving for dollars is your own list. It's your own unique mm-hmm. list. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yep. So where are you going to go from here, Cody? You've had quite a bit of success, right? You're doing something that you seem to enjoy a lot more. You're getting to, to drive, get out of your car, deliver something, get back in, find real estate deals. Uh, and you did a $30,000 one. So like, what are, where are you going to go from here and what are you going to do with the money? So I'm going to keep building the business out. Eventually, I'll probably get me a VA for cold calling, but I want to keep doing direct mail, cold calling, and blast texting. I mean, eventually, I would like to become an accredited investor and then invest with the big guys. I mean, I want to start doing storage units, possibly trailer parks, apartments, stuff like that. But that's going to be probably three years, maybe five years down the road. But right now, I just want to dominate wholesaling. I want to be as good as I can up here in Kansas City because I love this market. I think it's a great market. And so, just see if I can dominate, bro. It's all about domination. Yeah. I love that. So you're using wholesaling to generate more cash. So you have exactly. more than the 50,000 you started with in your bank account. Yeah, of course. 
Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. I mean, it's a great way to make money to take you wherever you want to go in life. It's, I mean, Brent always says it's the quickest way to financial freedom, and it is. I mean, it's not technically passive, but if you got a good machine going, I mean, you can make easily 15, 20K a month, if not more, you know? How, how do you know? How do you know when it will be time to actually buy a part of a storage facility? I don't know, maybe when I want to kind of take myself out of this business, but right now I just love this so much. I just want to keep doing this. So once I kind of maybe have a well-oiled machine, then eventually I'll start investing with that. I listen to AJ Osborne. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's big in storage units. So yeah, I mean, that's probably when I'll start maybe graduate to that level. But right now I just like doing this. I love it. Yeah. And becoming accredited investor, I believe, is uh, is the limit still like two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand. I think it's two or two fifty, or you have to have a net worth of over a million. But I think you have to make two or two fifty two years in a row. So that's what I'm shooting for this year, and then I'll shoot for double that next year. Oh, that's amazing! I'm not shooting for. What I'm does it mean it. to be an accredited accredited investor? Because I'm an investor, I don't know what. Okay. You know. I guess accredited means you can invest with the big dogs but you have to have a certain amount. Like if you're not a credit, I think you can, I mean, I, I think people like Grant Cardone, he has something where you put like five or 10 K down, but your ROI is not that high. But if you come accredited, like if you make two fifty two years in a row, have a net worth over a million, you can take out whatever the loan is and then invest with those big guys on those apartment complexes, storage units, trailer parks, and then get passive income coming in. Cause that's the goal for everybody is to have passive income. Right. It's like yeah. a government rule. They don't yeah. allow, the average yeah. person yeah. who's not savvy enough yeah. to do these investments that require some sophistication, right? Yeah. They, they don't let yeah. the best investment be had by some of the general right. public. It's kind of a catch-22. I get it at the same time I don't, but again, there's always been people out there who don't know what they're doing. You know, there's always bad apples in every industry. So, you know, even in wholesale nervous sometimes, but anyways. So Ryan, there you go. You're credited and you didn't even know it. Shoot. <laughs> How I do sure I, should I get a certificate? I need to find. I need to hang this on the wall. Yeah, man. You don't get a, a certificate, credit, unfortunately. A you just get a tax return. Get it tatted on your chest. <laughs> no regrets, oh, Scotty I'm B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you that mentioned JV earlier, yeah. and for somebody who's not done a deal before, I wanted to let them know that means joint venture. Yes, sir. And so I'm curious, Cody, in your in your experience, how'd you pick the guy to JV with? And what did that deal structure look like? So the one that we made 30 on or the one that I first did? Okay, yeah, so the, yeah, so the one on- I think first one. No, first yeah, one? Tell, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I was pretty much brand new. And I mean, this guy, he was like, hey man, I like Kansas City. I want to get you know more into that market. And you're obviously up there, so let's just JV. You seem like a good dude, I guess just intuition. You seem cool. And every time I got a deal, I sent him the you know address. Hey, what's the comps? Here it is. Cool, let's get it locked up. And once we got locked up, hey, I have a buyer for it, bada bing, bada boom. And he taught me a lot of the basics. And eventually I just wanted to go off on my own. And so that's yeah, intuition, I guess. Just got to have a good feeling about him. And how did you do meet you him? Have... Yeah. Hmm? Oh, yeah. So do I was you looking at your... Yeah. Okay. Go, go ahead. Oh, sorry. So I was looking into another <laughs> uh, mentorship and he was his sales guy. And then I actually didn't join that mentorship, obviously. But he was like, yeah, man, you know, I got the buyers. I can run the comps. Send me the deals. And let's get some stuff going. So. Yeah, that's how I met him. So, but and, and then he came up here eventually, and we hung out a couple of times. But originally, it was just over the phone. Nice. I just go for stuff, bro. <laughs> I don't really think much about. It. I just go for it. 
my favorite too, you know? <laughs> We're just like, Ryan's about to go for this question he wants to ask. Yeah, no, I just wanted to see, so on your disposition strategy, is your, do you lean more heavily towards JV with other investors? Do you have your own buyers list? What is the, what is the disposition process look like for you? Cause I've, I've seen it both ways. I've seen a lot of people get a deal and then go find a wholesaler that already has a list. Yeah. So I do both. Um, there's a guy actually out there in Arizona that I got the 30 K on one with, and he has buyers nationwide. So I know he has more buyers than me, but as soon as I'll shoot out to him, I'll shoot out to my buyers too. And I'll see who comes back with the best offer. So I'll do both. And I'll even let him know, Hey, I'm gonna shoot out to my guys. He's like, yeah, man, that's cool. You know, so we don't have like any type of written contract. So I do both my buyers list. I mean, it's decent. I need to get better at that. But again, if I can JV with a guy and make more through him than what my buyers would, I'll take it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I think today it's, it's probably better to squat up if you can on a lot of stuff, JV. I mean, that's how you get stuff done better with the team than by yourself. I mean, when I was younger, I may have been kind of stubborn, but now that I'm getting older, I'm like, Hey man, let's just get it done. Yeah, I think it's a great strategy for somebody brand new that hasn't actually uh, exited a wholesale deal yet because they can focus on finding it and then they can sell it and they can make the first money. And after that, it feels like it's real, right? Like, can you describe how it felt to get that first one done? It felt great. It felt like I was not somewhat of a rebel. I was going against the system. I was making money without having to, you know, go to college and have a nine to five job. It was cool. I loved it. I mean, it was like we made that one for nine. I think, I, I think it was like nine and a half. So I mean, obviously four and a half, it was great. And then we got two more after that. I was like, dude, I'm ready to do this. I felt like I was free from the system. You know what I mean? Right. So, mm -hmm. Oh cool. man, that's such a great feeling. Mm -hmm. I was a free man. It was cool. I felt like I was out of prison, but I never really went to prison, but you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So is there anyone, you said it's just you, right? So yeah, you, right you don't have like a partner, girlfriend, mm -hmm. wife, you no, don't have a Just me, bro. Kids? Just me. Nope, just me. One man show. Eventually though, I'll have to get all that probably. Got it. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you, uh, okay. So what about your parents? Did they have any opinions on you quitting your job? I didn't tell them. So hopefully they what never know. So, parents? so here's the thing. I told them that I work for a real estate guy because they're not really, man, they're kind of old school. They're kind of middle-class. They're not, you know, they, they'd be a little bit negative. I feel like, but anyways, so I just told them that I work for a real estate guy. And I'm his acquisition manager. So hopefully they never see this podcast. So they don't even know what you're doing right now. They don't know what I'm doing right. Well, they, they know I'm in real estate, but they don't know that I'm self-employed. Gotcha. So keep that on the low. Yeah. But now you're at a point where you, you're making money. You're making some real yeah, money. I'm making so you some money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you're probably in a position now where even if they found out, I bet, I bet you they'd be really proud because Could be. their concerns are alleviated, right? You've had success. Yeah. You've done several deals. Right. You're, are you making more than you were making at Comcast? Oh, uh, with yeah i mean i'm making so i made i mean with taxes because now you have a bunch of tax write-offs i'm making yeah i think my first year yeah i'm making more i'm making i think i made close to 100k with comcast but taxes i only made 60. i made over 100k last year take home after taxes so i had a bunch of write-offs even with uber eats I, like with all the mileage there was a butt ton of tax write-offs oh, yeah. i don't cuss on here but it's gonna say a shit ton but anyway but yeah so you could say a shit ton yeah cool shit ton <laughs> So, it's yeah, a man. ton, no matter what. Yeah, so I'm getting a little bit better every year. Again, it's just me. I think I played. I mean, even though I was, even though I just go for, it, I was playing a little bit conservative. Like I was making money, but I wasn't. But anyways, this is like basically my third year in now. I just want to go all in. 
because now I'm getting more credit right. cards. And I know because I basically paid off all my credit cards by doing Uber Eats too and everything. So it's like I'm just ready to go all in now. First couple years I played a little bit safe, but now I'm just ready to go. Absolutely, man. So, and you're doing it during a time where people are finding it hard to find deals, or at least they're, uh, they're saying that, right? That's all mental, bro. It's all about abundance, man. Get out there and do it get out there and do it. It's all abundance. The more action you put in, the more volume you put out, the more you're going to get back in. That's nothing but excuses. I mean, credit cards are awesome. Get credit cards, be responsible, put on the credit card, do the direct mail through credit card, do blast texting, cold calling. And then just every time you get a deal, put most of it back into it, live small for a while. And eventually you can obviously get bigger. It's simple. You don't got to be a genius to do this, man. It's just simple common sense. You got to have, I guess, street smarts, but that's maybe that's, maybe that's what I have. I don't know. Just hustle mentality, right. man. You know? Right. Just getting out there and having conversations yep. is going to eventually lead to something. Because obviously knocking doors, that's how I was too. I wasn't analytical. I'd go to a neighborhood. I would knock every door until I got a sale. Yep. Love that. That's how I am. That's what so, it takes. Yeah. I've got to know, why did you switch from batch driven to deal machine for your driving for dollars so you, to help you pin the house, look yeah. up the owner and send mail? Yeah. So originally I went to batch because I think if I wanted to go unlimited or if I wanted to go a certain amount, it was going to cost... I don't know what certain percent, but I think you guys changed that package. So, but your guys' uh, GPS is better and just you guys overall, your apps just better. I mean, I like batch. I use them for batch skip tracing, but your apps just overall better. Got so, it. How is it better? I mean, so the GPS is better the way it's laid out. It tells you more on the actual, when you pull up the house, it tells you the comps, when it's sold, when it was built, it just breaks down everything. Plus your customer service is phenomenal. Every time I have a question, they always get back with me. I love it every time. I feel like it is sometimes like, hey, how do you do this? Like, oh, it's just like, oh, okay, that's simple. So I'm not the most techie guy. I know I'm somewhat of a millennial, but I'm not the most techie. But still, I mean, every question I ever have, they always answer. So I'd say your customer service is definitely 10 times better. Batch is good, but you guys are 10 times better. Dang, I'm going to tell them that. They're going to love hearing that. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, man, what's that? Yeah, anytime. <laughs> so – uh, Ryan, this was uh, pretty comparable to your your Comcast or your what what company what telecom company did you work for? Ours was United Fiber, so it was a cooperative electric cooperative based out of Savannah, Missouri, that just started doing fiber optic to the home. Um, I led the sales department, sales manager, and marketing manager, but there really wasn't a de it wasn't a department; it was just me. So when it came to, to going in these neighborhoods and door knocking, it was me. When it came to answering the phones and signing the contracts, it was me. And then as it grew, it just continued to get better. But as it got bigger, it, it kind of became a little bit more of a machine. And then faces started changing and we started having a team. And then the, the downhill spiral started to take what was the final straw where you were like i gotta go um the haircut i, I think that they uh whenever you're doing really haircut. do what sales commission haircut that you were making too yes. much money so they were like yeah. hey you're not going to make as much anymore Same app with Comcast. Yeah. Same they thing. changed my salary three times in a, a year and a half and it's just like gosh dang i it's not worth putting the amount of energy that i put in to it and then for them to be like oh yeah you're we're you're making too much 
It's like, well, See, that's and that's I what, hard. Yeah, but that's what corporations do is they try to make it to where the middleman does okay, but your top performers are going to eventually leave and your bottom guys leave, so they want middle of the road. It's like that, that that's not going to grow your business. You want guys who are killers right. who are out there to get, you know, their food every day. So I think I think with me, I think my right. base was like maybe 20000 with Comcast, so you had to kill it with commission, but you change it so much where they have to work twice as hard. What's the point? That's why with this, you can dictate yep. your own fate. I mean, you can dictate your own money. That's why you gotta be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. man. You gotta be a killer. You know what I mean? In a good way. Gotta go after. You know, gotta hunt. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Well, both of you guys are great examples of that, right? Yeah. Sales haircut. You guys wanted to take your own, you know, fate into your own hands and get out there and earn the money that you put the work in to get. Uh, so, Cody. Yeah. Where can somebody listening follow you? Where can they connect with you? Uh, we can do Instagram. I'm not real active on there, but we can do it. I need to start getting more active. I believe my name is no underscore named underscore dude 1818. I need to change that. I was just being dumb one day. But uh, yeah, I mean, my name is Cody Schaefer. I'll get more active on there. So that's where I usually am. But I don't post too much, but I probably need to. I need to be more, I need to be more allowed on social media. That's something that I need to work on. But again, I'm just always out there grinding, getting stuff. I feel like I don't have time, but that's an excuse. So yeah, Instagram. Well, I can help you out because I'll yeah. post a video from this podcast okay. and I'll collaborate with you. So you'll have a fresh Instagram post. Cody, thank you so much. Yeah. I know people listening are really going to take away yeah. several things from this podcast. Cool. And uh, I know you need to get back out there. I can't wait to hear when you break your record again and make more than $30,000 on your next deal. Hell yeah, bro. 50, 100K every month. That's what I'm shooting for, man. 100%. You can cool. do it. Yeah, let's do it, bro. All because of you guys. I mean, this app's great. So it's cool. I can even import what I've done that day to actually skip tracing cold call and put it all together. So it works. It's awesome. Love that. Cool. Well, thanks, Cody. Really appreciate your time. You too. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Deal Machine Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please leave us a review and follow along wherever you're listening to your podcast.